Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic today, and this is going to be a fun one because we are previewing the wild card in the NFL playoffs, and we've got a couple of new competitions to talk about. So I am joined today, as always, by the Newman to my Kramer. When a cop stopped me, I told him that I was rushing home because my friend was about to commit suicide. Now you're that friend. All we need is a reason why you were going to commit suicide. I never had an air conditioner. <laughs> Ethan Gelfan, you are Newman. Newman. Why am I at least Newman? Newman and Kramer were buddies, though. I, I was just going to say, when you said Kramer, at least that kind of made up for it a little bit, because obviously Newman and Jerry were rivals, nemeses, if you will. Um, yep. Newman, eh, fine, whatever. It's only just because you get to do the lead-in. It's bullshit. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I write the script. Let's go. <laughs> So I stalled my uh, Seinfeld watching. It's been on hiatus. The last time I watched them was probably October. I watched like 10 of them on a plane trip. Just went went crazy on it. So it's been a couple of months. have not been uh, progressing the adventure. But I'm probably in, I think I'm in season four at this point. It starts really uh, hitting its stride there. That's for sure. It really is. And I will tell you, as I was pulling up trivia for you today, I was proud that I knew a lot of the references. I was like, okay. I get a bunch of these. Like I've seen these episodes now, you know, whereas previously having only seen spotty, you know, an episode here or there, always loved the show, but never watched it religiously. People make references all the time. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't get that. Well, uh, it's funny because my wife was the same way. Like she was not a Seinfeld watcher. And uh, when it first came out on Hulu, you know, that was like a big deal. Like, oh my gosh, all seasons of Seinfeld are streaming. But what was cool is that like Hulu gave a, um, what was it kind of like a uh an essentials package so they said like watch these episodes to get oh i like yeah. that so kirsten uh kirsten got through two <laughs> she got through two <laughs> she got the essentials of the essentials package yeah <laughs> it's like keep condensing keep condensing i mean they're just a again, highlight reel that's like a five minute youtube i can get all of the seinfeld knowledge all the seinfeld references right now uh, but that just kind of speaks to her attention span. Still have yeah. not finished Hamilton because she got through 45 minutes. She's like, okay, I need like a break. <laughs> I was like, my God. Woman. I'm still, I'm completely baffled by this. I'm yeah. completely baffled by this. I welcome don't know how to, you can turn it off. Welcome to mine and my kid's life trying to watch a movie. She is completely content with watching like 40 minutes. And I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll watch some more. And I'm like, what? No, <laughs> just let me finish a movie. <laughs> It's we good. have to do that if it's like nighttime when we start a movie. Like if we watch I mean, a movie at like, you know, 7.30, you start it or something, you know, they got to be in bed at 8.30 or something. I'm like, okay, we'll watch half of it tonight, half of it tomorrow. But we usually will finish the other half the next day. Um, but if it's like a weekend or something and we're, we're crashing like 3 p.m. to watch a movie, like we're watching the movie. Unless the kids call time, we're not the ones calling time on it. My, my kids will never call time. When a movie is involved or TV shows involved, never. Uh, which is which is a blessing and a curse. I mean, I don't know yeah. as much as a curse, actually. It's more of a blessing. Because like in on big road trips or like on flights, granted, they've only been on a couple of flights in their lives, but they're completely content just watching a movie and you know they don't lose interest. My daughter, when we took our big trip to Hawaii this past summer, uh, you know, like those are those are long flights. She was yep. content watching the same two movies over and over again. <laughs> All right, more. More power to you, I guess. Whatever keeps you quiet and keeps you happy, and that's yeah. fine with me. We've yeah. got one that would lock in, and he would, our son would probably either watch continuous movies or videos or whatever. He would, as long as he's got a device or a screen in front of him, he's happy as long as you let him do it. Yeah. Um, the other one gets a little restless. She'll do it for a bit, and then she might be like, okay, entertain me. Entertain I'm me now. Here. So like a seven hour flight would be pretty brutal with her. Yeah. I don't think that's really in the cards anytime soon. The only thing, the only thing that was brutal for Brady was that he has the bladder the size of a peanut. So it's just getting up and going to and try to probably love the, the bathroom at the, on the airplane. It's probably like, this is cool. Oh, <laughs> it's no, a Brady like, size bathroom. Like, Damn, this is really small. I'm like, yeah, I know. Let's hurry this up. <laughs> Let's hurry we this can't up. really both fit in here. This is tough. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, Today, we're going to preview the wild card round in the playoffs. We've got a lot to cover here as far as uh, injury updates and the news. We're going to pick the games. Each of us are going to pick the games. Didn't tell you that. Surprise, you're picking the winners today. Uh, but 
Here we've we created a new challenge as well. We've got the NFL challenge, NFL playoff challenge, where we're going to pick a roster and stick with it throughout the playoffs. And then uh, I have created my own parlay challenge as well. Hey, uh, prop bet challenge because ESPN stopped doing pigskin pick them playoff, pigskin playoff pick them. They don't do it this year. So I know that's so garbage. dumb. It was so great. And as we just found out, I finished 700th in the world last year. So I want that to... is actually really insane. That is insane. Because <laughs> I, I finished like 15,000th and I was still in the 96th percentile. It wasn't like 10,000 people played this thing, you know? Right. I was 99. Really, I and I finished 700th and I wanted to regain my belt if there's a 700th place belt. It's on a curve. That is insane. So let's cover some news around the league first, and then we'll get to the game previews. I think the biggest news, kind of recapture what we talked about last week, DeMar is back home. He flew back to Buffalo on Monday, I think, um, stayed a few days in the hospital there. He's been discharged. He's fully out of the hospital, which wild is insane. I mean, insane. You can only imagine the boost that's going to give the Bills uh, having their brother on the sideline if he can, if he can go to the game, or at least knowing – you know, he's that visited he's the locker room, whatever. Like, he's he's been around people. They know he's good. Like, incredible. So, yeah. unreal. Unreal story. That one That one needs a movie, for sure, I think. <laughs> needs something um, sure. On the opposite end of things, Tua is still in concussion protocol. I mean, this is like weeks ago that he that he was knocked yeah. out of the game. Or actually, wasn't knocked out of the game. He was in protocol after the game. And uh, I don't know. That I think was self-reported, too, wasn't it? He self-reported those symptoms right and that's why i got yep. this protocol yeah. yep because there wasn't one major play that they necessarily no. pinpointed like they saw going back through all of it i think adam Schefter reached tweeted something about like hey this is probably the play where it happened his head hit the <laughs> turf as he was getting tackled but it wasn't like someone hit him or that there was like a, a clearly vicious hit right just i mean it's scary for him because this is like second time in protocol but really three of these in the span of like six weeks, you know, so and that's where I feel like those are the concussions that are scarier, where it's not a clear, evident play, it's more of just like the mileage and the hits that you just continuously are getting. And I don't know, I, I'm gonna make up a number, but I was just listening to the radio and they were talking about how many concussions go undiagnosed uh, for a couple of reasons. One, again, it's those hits you don't even notice it that, like, no, actually, that was. And two, players are not necessarily reporting it because they don't want to be held out and stuff like that. So yeah. it's kind of a, a double-edged sword that's not good. Um, but yeah, imagine. the ones that you don't see the vi- – like the ones with the vicious hits, like, yep, that's a concussion. Like those are – but it's the ones that kind of go unseen. Like, oh, dang, actually, turns out that was. You should have been held out. Uh, so, yeah, not good. Yeah, I, I can tell you um, <clears throat> I know it's a lot more prevalent now in all levels of sports. When I played – very small time high school football. I can remember one time when a kid in practice got his belt. We called it get your bell rung, right. got his bell rung. And the coach just made him like sit on the hill and watch practice for a while. He was just like dazed kind of, you know, probably concussion. Um, but during the game and stuff, like, I don't know, guys probably, you know, you're hitting people, you're colliding full speed. Like you're going to, it's going to, it's going to phase you a little bit, but right. I certainly never had any head injuries. Thankfully. Um, I don't remember anyone on our team that like got knocked out of a game. We never had like a thank, thankfully never had like a stretcher come out and take anybody off or anything like that. But yeah, I'm sure there were guys, you know, you're sitting there in the trenches, you're, you're hitting your heads. We had one guy who was like a lineman. His go-to move was to headbutt the other, the other team. You're like that guy, who knows, who knows that guy had to deal with right now. Like <laughs> who knows, who knows, but um, it's a really good thing that the league is much more uh, adept at identifying these kinds of situations and trying to prevent them. But, it also with with more awareness comes us seeing it a lot more often and us being more like, oh my gosh, this is freaking dangerous, you know? Yeah. So sucks for Tua. Hope he gets better. Would love to see him. Oh, I just hope he's like healthy for next year and ready to go and can right. still play football At if that's point, something he just, wants to do. Just get it, it worries me. You know, yeah, it worries me that he's I don't know. This is a weird situation. Yeah, very weird. Um Lamar Jackson, still questionable. He's not practicing. Um Tyler Huntley's not throwing. I guess he's got like tendonitis in his shoulder or elbow. Like they're they're a mess right now. And mess. I will tell you, the, the rumors are swirling right now because they just signed Roquan Smith to like a huge, huge contract, largest contract in linebacker history or something. Um, and people are like, "Wait a second, you were supposed to be holding that money back for Lamar because he was holding out for a big deal." And and so you got to wonder, like, what does that mean? Number one, does I it mean, mean is he not going to be there next year? Oh, but he's- then if it if it if it does mean that, does that mean they're not going to play him 
because they don't want to get him hurt like Derek Carr with Vegas, right. you know? Yeah. I mean, I if you'd asked me earlier in the year, he was definitely going to be back in Baltimore. Obviously, the way he started the first half of the season, MVP caliber, I mean, he was playing unreal. And he was doing it without any weapons around him, and he was still having a great season. You know, so he's betting on himself, and looked like that bet was paying off. Then you get hurt. Then your chips start to get pulled back because as you're making this bet, it's not like, mm, nope, it's kind of showing that you are susceptible to injury and that this is this is why we didn't pay you because we're worried about this kind of thing. So honestly, it's a 50-50 toss-up. And honestly, if I had to make a gut call right now, I would say he will not be back in Baltimore next year just because, as you said, they just made this big sign with Rokron Smith. And, you know, can you dish out this amount of money for a guy who is now, you know, the type of style he plays – this is going to be more common that he'll face more injuries like this. I mean, the amount of hits they were talking about him taking in his first couple of years were off the charts in terms of any comparison to any other quarterback. So it'd be really want to invest long-term in a guy who's going to be hit, who's getting hit the most. And granted is a very talented runner, pretty good passer, but durability is then going to become a factor. And you ask one Kyle Seeger, no running quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl, you know, has ever like really maintained that long, like long-term success. I mean, Cam Newton, as you said, was probably the, last one of his kind and he was three years removed from an MVP and then out of the league. Um, so yeah, I, I don't and, see and him the other guys, there. but go ahead and finish. I don't want to cut you off. No, that was it. Basically saying, I don't see him being back in Baltimore. He's going to get paid. Just it's going to be somewhere else. I think um, the other guys that started their careers as more runners have progressively run less and less. So I think mm-hmm. of like Russell Wilson early in his career was like a pretty lethal runner as well. He didn't do like a ton of designed runs, but he'd do a few a game and he'd also scramble a lot. Even Mahomes used to run a lot more than he does now. Yeah. Uh, he still runs like a chicken. Like he runs kind of wild and he'll still, but he throws it. I mean, he doesn't run that often. Um, but, it, you know, Tannehill, I think a Tannehill, Daniel Jones uh, still runs a good amount. Tannehill doesn't run hardly at all Tony? anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Rogers, I don't know. Tony. Um, <laughs> That's if you have not seen that clip on Twitter, it's it's not, I thought it was you thought it was real. Jim Nance. Yeah, I thought it was Jim Nance. It's in our last episode. I thought it was Jim Nance. But actually, <laughs> he's got wide open space, but he usually tumbles around the 20. Oh, and there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> and there he goes. Yep. You don't want to leave that much open field in front of you. It's confusing depth perception. <laughs> Fantastic. Frank Kelly end up. Um, but so I my thing is like I Lamar's not gonna be a backup quarterback somewhere. No. So and these guys never going to be in backups anywhere. So <laughs> where's going to go? Someone's going to take, take a shot and be like, "All right, we're going to." He's going to be our starter. Yeah, it's got to be a team that has a competent backup, though. You know, a team that's that's got a good enough second guy. That's the only thing you really need to make sure of when you have these guys in your roster is that you have another one. Either, like I would say, ideally, you've got two running quarterbacks, so you can you don't have to change your system when one guy goes down. Um, but if you don't, at least have like a good competent second guy. Um, and that's that's all it really takes because I don't know, like a lot of quarterbacks will miss a game or two throughout the season. You know, now that the league is becoming so run heavy in the quarterback position, a lot of guys are going to miss a game or two. Right. Uh, Lamar missing like four games, though, is a different story. And so if he's frequently missing more in like the four to six range, that's a problem. Um, where do you think he's going to go? Do you have any any thoughts? Indianapolis. Yeah. I mean, they got some weapons around him. Another stud running back in Jonathan Taylor. You got some Pittman pieces. I mean, it'd be a good spot for him. I can see that. And you know, Indy's going to be on their seventh quarterback in seven years, so might as well make it a big one. Hopefully, for what about the Jets? Game. What about the Jets yeah. dumping Zach Wilson, and taking him? I mean, possible. Definitely yeah. has some has some air weapons there. Uh, yeah. The problem with Indy is they've got the they have like the number three pick. So true. I think they're likely to draft a quarterback. Um, but yeah, you're not, they're not wrong. That could, that could work. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, so let's get to some game previews for the weekend. We've got Saturday games, Sunday games, and a Monday game. Just the way we like it. Saturday, Sunday, uh, Monday. Just the way your mother likes it, as Milton would say. <laughs> There's a throwback for you. There it is. <laughs> the 15 plus year throwback. All right, Saturday, we've got the Seahawks at the 49ers. Let's go. Look at this. 12th man, Aaron Curry. Aaron Curry. Let's Aaron go. Curry. Look at that jersey. That is just yeah. sharp. Uh, yeah. For it, What's crazy is there are, I guess it's only two matchups. No, three ma- No, two matchups where um, the home team has beaten the away team twice already. And, you know, the, oh, yeah. 
the old saying is it's it's hard to beat a team three times. <laughs> and so now yep. you got the Seahawks Niners, and then we'll talk about Monday boys and bucks. But uh, you know, the Seahawks Niners, I first of all, I this is gonna sound blasphemous, but Pete Carroll should obviously be getting some votes for coach of the year because Honestly, if you had said at the beginning of the year that the Seahawks were making the playoffs, like, wait, did they not make the Russell Wilson trade? Is he still there? Right, um, right. So the fact that they're there is spectacular. Geno Smith, comeback player of the year, or whatever the heck it should be called. Uh, so just to be here is, is spectacular. But again, no one really wanted them there. It's not a very sexy pick, but whatever. Everyone wanted Dem Lions. Uh so I'm going to go with the Niners here just because they've been steamrolling the second half of the year. They plug and play whoever it is a quarterback. It don't matter. You know, they're, they're a well-tuned system right now. Uh, I mean, Brock has shown he's completely capable. He doesn't need to be the superstar because he's got all those guys around him, all those tools. And when you got a number one defense, that, that helps as well. Uh, so I'm going to go yeah. with the Niners to pull off the three-game sweep and uh, yeah. got the, the Seahawks. Did the Bills-Dolphins split this season? Or they did they... split. The Dolphins actually okay. stole one. Okay, and then that, and then Ravens Bengals split. So they there's split. no other there's no other setup like this. So that does make me nervous. And Pete right. Carroll schematically is a good coach. Uh, he does some weird stuff, but he's like you know he's he's able to put his team in position to win. I think that GM deserves GM of the year. Uh, 100%. <laughs> he's the one who got like a million draft picks and money uh, for Russell Wilson. So good on him. Um, yeah, I I just don't see. I, I don't see any way they beat the Niners. I think the Niners <laughs> are freaking on fire right now. And I don't know. I, I, I got to go Niners, but it does make me nervous that teams don't often win three games against the same team. It does. I mean, the last time they played was week 15, and it was 21-13, which is a pretty close game. But, you know, the, the Seahawks scored in the last three minutes to make it because it was 21-6. Um, and, you know, but it's a classic kind of Niners, this Niners team. It's Brock Purdy goes for 202 touchdowns. You know, McCaffrey goes for 100 on the ground. And it's the defense. Yep. They're, they're basing it on their defense. And so <clears throat> I just don't, don't get me wrong. Geno Smith has had a spectacular year. Uh, kind of, And again, you know, I'm always going to reference some Gridiron Heights in the Bleacher Report web series. But uh, when they showed the MVP race and it was all about like fighter planes and a, a plane race. He was on a glider. It's like, Gino, you know, he can't get that up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I just feel like, I don't know if he has enough left in the tank. Um, again, yeah. they, they barely made it in. They had to struggle to beat the Rams. And now they're going to go to San Francisco. I just, I don't see it happening. This Niners team reminds me of the one that was in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I mean, just yeah. it's, it's got the same makeup. You know, I think McCaffrey's even better than Mostert. Um, but they've got a dangerous running back who's who's hot right now. You've got receiving weapons. You still got Kittle, obviously, and then the defense is just. It also awesome. kind of reminds reminds me of that second Peyton Manning Bronco team, not the one where they had the great offense, but this was the one where they had the great defense, so like Von Miller, and yeah. where Peyton really didn't do much that game in the noodle Super arm. Game. He couldn't throw the ball more than twenty yards. Yeah, but you know the, the defense carried him, and I kind of see that here. Like again, Brock Purdy, he can make plays. He's he's been doing great at what he's been asked to do but he's not going to try and beat you downfield anything like that so i, I kind of see those similarities as well yeah i agree so i'm going niners as well on that one all right now we got your afc south champion hosting the chargers man what are you going to see there this is this is the only game that's tough well i guess there's two games that are tough for me to pick um okay. and and honestly there's one that i'm going to be surprising on the fence about yeah but this game is tough this is really tough because uh, these are both kind of like upstart teams that finally in. They're excited to be there. Um, I, I love the Jags get to host this game, and they already played once, and the Jaguars stomped the Chargers in L.A., they which did. surprised everybody, right? This yeah. is sort of what put them on the map. This game was the one that put them on the map for the season. It's been a bumpy road since then uh, for both these teams, but they're both. both here, and they've both made it, and um, I think they're both pretty healthy, so – you should see a good, you know, I think that Chargers team didn't have Mike Williams or Keenan. One of them wasn't in, you know, like I was just kind of a different team. I mean, it was week um, three, so, but still. It was week three, but in the first half of the season, they lost like their whole team. So they, they were they were a different team at that time. And it's yeah. also, yeah, week three is a different team. Even if they were all healthy, it's a different team now. So um, I want I want to see the Jags pull this out. I really do. And I'm rooting for them. And I'm just going to pick them because I just want them to win it. Um, I, I think the Chargers are going to be tough to handle, man. I think a healthy Chargers team is going to be a lot to handle for the Jags. But um, 
Going I back. like the story and I want to keep I'm going to keep riding. Whoever yeah. whoever wins this game is going to freaking Kansas City, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> True. Uh yeah, this is it's a fun one. Again, as you said, it's it's two young teams, it's two young quarterbacks, first time in the playoffs. Uh, you know, two big name quarterbacks, which is exactly finally what the NFL wanted. And finally, like finally yeah. the Chargers made the playoffs. Everyone wants to see what Justin Herbert can do. Uh, yeah. But I think, as you said, the Chargers are getting healthy and they're getting healthy at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I know actually Brandon Staley got a little heat because he played his starters probably longer than he should have, or if at all against Denver and, and Mike Williams obviously got kind of re-injured a little bit, but with Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Herbert, I mean, Gerald Everett's kind of shaky, but yeah, I just think that's going to be too many weapons. And I know the Jaguars curb stomped him way early in the season. Um, and the Jaguars, as you said, they're both different teams from their week three matchup. Uh, I've liked what I've seen out of the Jaguars. I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to give the slight edge to the Chargers just based on the, the full town around them. I mean, Khalil Mack on defensive end, uh, just to kind of – you got some better playmakers. Uh, I do love Josh Allen on the Jags. He's a beast, but I'm just going to yep. give the slight edge to the Chargers. Yeah, Derwin James. Um, I don't think JC Jackson is he done for the year? Is he back? Oh, he, I don't remember. JC JC Jackson hadn't played since like week four. <laughs> I knew he was out early. I didn't know if he was coming back or not. Um, One of the you don't biggest, hear much. Uh, you hear a lot of updates on defensive players. You know. Yeah. Right. Um, the Jags defense has been playing better. I will say. Yes. And so don't don't be surprised if this is a lower scoring 24-21 or below kind of game. I mean, it could end up being like a seventeen fourteen kind of game. These are two capable offenses but two good defenses too. I don't know. I think it's a, it's a coin flip for me. Okay. Cool. I'm going Duval. Let's go. Duval. All right. Sunday, first game up the dolphins with Skylar Thompson Skylar Thompson. traveling to Buffalo to take on the bills. Who you got here? <laughs> I got the bills, man. I mean, this is going to be an absolute beat down. I don't if the dolphins. This is not, to, the dolphins had to beat the jets nine to six to make the playoffs. You can't do yeah. that against Buffalo in Buffalo. <laughs> Everything no that's been going on with their team, it's you're done, Miami. Steamrolling. Yeah. I gotta take the bills here easy as well. In a lot of these cases, you'd say, like, oh, it's like a 10-point underdog. Like, don't count a team out like that. I'm like, they just don't have <laughs> you can Tyler you Thompson can can't get out. it done for him. They just don't have the firepower to keep up without Tua. If Tua were back and they were full strength, um, I'd say this would be a great shootout. This would be a shootout, yeah. be a good game. Unfortunately, he ain't coming yeah. back. All, All right. right. Here's the one that it's an it's an interesting one, the Giants and the Vikes. Uh, just because anyway, I'll, I know you're up first, so I'm, I'm gonna shut my mouth and save it. I, I think we're on the same page here, man. I'm <laughs> I'm really surprisingly on the fence about this one because the right? Giants have no good players other than Saquon, <laughs> and yet they're finding a way to win. Um, these two teams played earlier, and the Vikings had to kick a last second field goal to win. That was my um, that was my sneaky upset. Remember, I was like, "What Giants are going to take this one?" And they almost got it. Ugh. So the Vikings beat the Bills in a last second field goal as well. Other than that, they have not beaten a single good team all year. I went back and looked through their schedule. Every time they play a good team, they lose. Every team they beat is like the Saints and you know crappy teams like that. So the Bills is the only impressive win they have. Yeah. Um, so I'm really nervous about the Vikings here. I really am. I don't have. I would not put money on this one for them. I don't have any faith that they can get this done. They should win, and it's at home, which I like. Um, they should win. They've got the weapons. I think Hawkinson has made this offense tremendously better because Thielen has sort of fallen off, and I think uh, KJ Osborne has been blossoming. You know, so that's really nice to see. Jefferson lit up the Giants last time they played. I'm curious to see if they figure out a different scheme for him. Uh, this time around. So um, I'm, I'm going to go Vikings, but I'm <laughs> extremely hesitant. And it's more because I really, I want the ladder to play out a certain way. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. reseed in the NFL. So if the Giants win, they'll go to Philly, yeah. you know, <clears throat> whereas if the Vikings win, they'll go, assuming the Niners win, they'll go see the 49ers. So, so um, yeah. Uh, so to kind of double down your to double down your point, I just the Vikings beat three playoff teams this year, and one of them was the Dolphins, one of them was yeah. the Bills, and then the other was the Giants. So yeah. of the playoff teams they beat, obviously the Bills being the outlier. Um, yeah, but the Giants on the flip side only beat two, and one being the Jags, and uh, one being I just had it, but it wasn't like a, a groundbreaking one. So yeah, and it, it's it's a tale of two seasons in the sense that you know the Vikings were looked and seemed like on paper one of the top teams in the league but then when you really did a deep dive it was kind of like are they though 
and they kind of showed that at the end of the season, at the end of the season, it's like, they're really not. Uh, and, but as you mentioned the, with the giants, it's Saquon, it's a surprising Daniel Jones, who did he earn a long-term deal in New York now? I mean, they're just like, damn it. Do we really have to now invest in this guy Jones? now? But um, the one thing about the giants is when they are winning, while they did win a good amount of games this year, they were super close and it was just yeah. those grind them out games. It's just, not both pretty, these teams, but honestly, most most of the, I mean the the Vikings had like something like six fourth quarter or overtime field goals to win kind of thing, like like a ton of field goals like that. My one big difference is that with the Vikings, they have an opportunity for offensive explosions. They have that capability where the Giants yep. do not, and so that would be the one thing that concerns me. If you're a Giants fan, is that if the score starts getting up there, it's like, oh crap, we don't we don't have that explosiveness. We don't have the two, three play drive capability to, to score quick. So that's why I'm just going to give the slight edge to the Vikings, just purely based on that. Obviously, they showed they could come back from 33 to nothing. Granted, this is a much better team than those Colts, um, but if they just the fact that they have those weapons in their holster if they need them to in that kind of style, I think that'll give them the the slight edge. Unless Matt Ryan steps out on that field. You're not going to need that kind of a comeback. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I agree. I'm I'm nervous about this one for the Vikings. Uh, I don't think their their playoff future is very long, but I do think no. they can squeeze this one out. How about the Ravens with Anthony Brown at the helm taking on the Bengals in Cincy? Bengals are getting dangerous, man. Uh, I'm I'm going Bengals, and again, no Lamar, you're done. Uh, kudos yeah. to them for getting ten wins, but no, I will say like. It's definitely not conspiracy, but it is coincidence that the Bills and Bengals basically get a bye and they're going to play each other next week. You know, like it's the game everyone wants to see. Yeah. Everyone wants to see that game again, you know? And so it is, it's interesting. Obviously the whole season played out for them to line up this way and injuries happen. And I don't think there's, I really don't think there's conspiracy there at all, but it is going to be, it's like a, it's a perfect story, you know, which you know, the NFL has got to be pretty happy about. Yeah. Don't mess it up, Bengals and Bills. Don't screw it up. Don't overlook your opponent. I mean, that's true. Yeah. You don't overlook anybody. Seriously, it's the NFL. These guys are all good. Don't overlook yeah. anybody. But I, I think the Bills and Bengals are they're both absolutely steamrolling right now. They are on a collision course that I'm excited to see, personally. Yeah. All right. So um, I'll take the Bengals as well. <laughs> I'll take the Bengals as well. In other news, I'll take the Bengals. All right. How about Monday night football? We've got the Cowboys traveling to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. This one is anybody's guess man and don't tell me you know otherwise no not even close i mean you really can't figure out the box you just can't and in the same to a slightly lesser degree you can't figure out the cowboys how do you throw up that stinker against the commanders in the last game of the season uh, with all your starters playing with all your starters playing and you know i was listening as i was driving driving my dog to the vet this morning i was listening to some espn radio and they're talking like um if the Cowboys lose this game, should Mike McCarthy be fired? And they're like, no, of course not. He's what led the team to two straight 12 season or 12 game seasons uh, and all that. But then someone said, if he doesn't get to the NFC championship game, he's fired. So anyway, the Cowboys are your more volatile team in the sense that you wonder if that starts to, to play in their heads, that they have all this pressure. They haven't been playoff relevant since 1996 or 1995, you know, does that start creeping up in there and all the chatter about Dak and is he the guy and da, 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 da. but man, I don't know what to make of this Bucks team just because I, they haven't shown anything good this year. They stumble into the playoffs. So basically you're ba- you're saying we have Tom Brady. Hopefully that's enough uh, because they have the tools, but why didn't they use them all year? Man, I don't know. You know what? I'm just going to be a complete homer pick. And just because I don't like the boys anyway, I'm going to go Bucks just because there's something about playoff Brady. There's something about being at home. And But here's the other. And he's undefeated against the Cowboys in his life. Seven and no. Wow. Yeah. Is that true? Seven and no. I will tell you, man, this has been the year when all of his records have broken, though. Like he is not only he's broken some records, of course, but also right. all the stuff that you've said about him forever about never had a four game losing streak or never had a season where he lost more than he won or whatever. Like this has been the year. It's this all been happened. The one where you started to see the slightest chink in the armor, right? Yeah. And so um, I don't have any faith in in him and this team 
Um, but to your point, I also don't have faith in the Cowboys. Like I have faith in neither of these teams. I, they could both be in the Super Bowl. They could both they could both somehow lose this game. I don't I don't know <laughs> how they could both lose. Um, I, I don't. It just oh, it's ugly football, and it's not what you expect from the names on the field. Right. You have so many names out there. These are high octane offenses that are not high octane. It's crazy, and both the defenses are really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, at times, at times, <laughs> then again, they can get absolutely steamrolled by somebody. So, like, I don't know. I, I've, I've flip flopped on this game a million times, man. And um, I think ultimately, I'm, I'm gonna side with you and say I think the Bucks will get it done. Um, but I do agree if McCarthy, if they can't win this game, like I, do, I do agree because of the the job itself, he's got to go. Too yeah. much pressure on this particular. There's too much conversation about Dallas every year every, for them to every not week, be better. Every year. Every week, every year. I mean, for them to not be better. They, they have the talent now. They've got their their guy, the quarterback that everyone is polarized on. But people say, like, if this is your guy, you should be winning games in the playoffs. Right. Um, until then, he's freaking Andy Dalton. You know, like, great, you can get there. Great, you can win 10 to 12 games every year. But right. if you can't win in the playoffs, what good is it? So – a uh, quick, quick stat correction on my fault. Um, I said that there were two games where one team has won two already. I, I mistakenly said it was this one. Granted, the Bucks beat them earlier in the season, but I was referring to in my head that Brady is undefeated against them. In his yeah. Life. yeah. So I apologize, listeners. That was a misnomer. On my I knew phone. I knew it was a mistake and I let it slide. <laughs> I appreciate that. Didn't want to humiliate <laughs> me on the air. I don't want you to look like an idiot. But now you do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna go Bucks as well. Oh, you are I okay. I don't feel great about it, but I'm gonna go I mean, Bucks as well. I honestly kind of just don't want to see Cowboys Eagles just because of like too much talk. Ah, anyway, yeah, let's go Bucks. Let's go. And that would be a tough game to pick too, honestly. And then again, if the Giants pull it off, they go to the Eagles. You know, true. who knows? True, true. Too much in the East. Like I, I was excited about them all being good at one point. And now I'm like, I don't want any of you. I don't want any of you in the playoffs. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't want any of these teams in the playoffs. Okay, let's switch gears. So we've started this pool on NFL.com. I've been doing this for years, um, probably 10, 12 years. And they've got a playoff challenge called the NFL.com playoff challenge. We have a group. Uh, it's called the Pool Boys. If you want to join the group, uh, jump in there. It's free and it's a public group. So we'd love to have you. But basically, the premise is, we talked about this last year, but the premise is you pick your roster for the playoffs, and you have to pick strategically because the longer your players last in the pool, the more their points are amplified. For instance, if they make it to the second round, all the points they earn in the second round are doubled. If they make it to the third round, which is the conference championship round, all the points they earn in that round are tripled. And if they make it to the Super Bowl, all the points they earn in that round are 4x. So... Ideally, like call, in a perfect world. I'd like to call BS on you right now. You've been doing this for 10 to 12 years. You only just invited me last year. What a yeah. jerk. <laughs> I wasn't sure I liked you until last year. What a jerk. So, there you go. Um, yeah. But the idea is, in a perfect world, you know the two teams that are going to the Super Bowl, and you just stack your roster with those players. So if you're like, it's definitely going to be Philadelphia and Kansas City, you would go ahead and play those teams, and you would even know that your first week you're not going to get any points because they're both on a bye but then they get double the next week, triple the next week, quadruple the, the last week. The problem is we don't know who's going to end up in the Super Bowl. So you kind of have to play this game where you either mix them up a little bit or you go all in on two teams and hope. And some of that depends on the size of your pool. Um, we'll see what we ended up doing here. We're going to reveal our rosters. We talked about it beforehand. I said maybe we shouldn't. Too many listeners. They're going to take our picks and manipulate them against us. But uh, Ethan has decided to just give away free information. So... Here you yep. go. And with that, I'm going to let you start with your quarterback. Uh, I'd just like to also shout out MVP Joe Mixon last year. Uh, even though I hate him, I picked him. <laughs> I don't know why I picked I think even as I picked it, I was like, ugh, why, ugh. why did I do I that? that? And uh, he ends up making it all the way to the Super Bowl. So he gets me four times the picks. I mean, four times the points. That, that worked. Uh, it's funny. I'll, I'll say as I reveal my whole team, I kind of did this foolishly. But here we go. Quarterback. <laughs> From the Buffalo Bills, one Josh Allen. Uh, so I know you can, first of all, you can start people on their buy. Uh, it's a safe way to get to ensure that you know. So if, if you wanted a, a chief or an eagle, you could play them and uh, you would get automatic double points in the second round. Obviously, you'd get a big goose egg for the first, but it's it's a strategy. You know, you're going to ensure it. 
Uh, so I was, it was a toss up for me between Mahomes and Allen. And I just went with Allen, hoping that they would both see themselves in the AFC Championship game. And I would hopefully get that additional points for this week. So I went with Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, I don't hate that pick at all. I went with Mahomes. Yeah, and for me, the biggest concern is the Bills Bengals game next week, you know, and not knowing who's going to come out of that game really put a damper on my lineups because, yeah. I mean, Allen could lose next week to Burrow, who's we, we've seen him in the playoffs. He can get hot and, and he can win. If they lose that game, then now you've only got two weeks of Josh Allen. Now that's a good thing. You get two weeks. Whereas I feel like Mahomes pretty much locked in to be in the AFC Championship. <laughs> He's I mean, always by this think... week. I get double points next week, and they're going to be against either the Jags or the Chargers, who they will absolutely crush. And then he's going to be in the AFC Championship. So I'm going to get double and I think triple points out of him at least. And at that point, I'm like, I'll take my chances that yeah. maybe the Chiefs can beat either the Bengals or the Bills. Because I don't know who's going to win between the Bengals and the Bills, I went ahead and hedged my bets and just said Mahomes. There you go. Mahomes but to your point, been, I get a zero this week. Mahomes has been in the last three AFC Championship games, so it's a pretty good bet. They have an easy uh, path this year. I think, I think I'll be there. Yeah. All right. Running back one, I went with one Christian McCaffrey. Just because Niners, once again, not a buy, but I figure they're they're probably going to be at least in the NFC Championship game. So I figured he would be a, a good horse. Yeah, I uh, totally agree. I also went with McCaffrey. He was 80% started in this pool. Uh, that's like worldwide, 80% started. Um, he and Saquon Barkley are the two marquee names at running back in this playoff. So, um, and if you don't have faith in the Giants, which we've already well established, then I think McCaffrey's a smart pick. All right, here's kind of my Joe Mixon pick for this year. I, I don't know if I made a wise one, uh, and you might scoff at me. I actually went with Austin Eckler, um, thinking that he could win. He should win. I picked the Chargers. And then you know what? Crazy things have happened. If they could somehow upset the Chiefs, or at least if he just has a good game, that's kind of my wild card in there. I know you mentioned like Saquon as being the other kind of marquee <laughs> name, but if they don't win, you get him for one week, and it might not even be a great week. I feel like Austin Eckler, you're, you're, he's a focal point of that offense. Get me some big points. Maybe sneak out a win in the second one. Could be my Joe Mixon this year. Well, and to your point, like if you get 30 points from him this week and he doubles and, and if they win and he goes to the Chiefs, even if they lose, you could get right. 20, 30 points out of him and that doubles and you might have enough points just from those two weeks that you're set. And what happens, by the way, once your guy loses and their team loses, you just replace him with a different right. player. And they just go back, down back to over points. Yeah to one X and two X. So like, that's, that's really not a bad strategy at all. Um, I toyed around with him in a different pool that I'm doing. Um, the other option here, I think you could look at Miles Sanders. If you think the Eagles are going to go, um, I looked at him. I think he'd be a good option too. I actually went similar to Mahomes. I went Jarek McKinnon. I was, so kind of the same it's funny because I toyed with McKinnon for a second. I was like, ah, yeah. man, like he's been on fire the, the past three, four games. I thought about it, but I couldn't pull the trigger, but all right. Yeah. You're going heavy Chiefs. I get All it. Right. So I'm going with the Chiefs there. I got McKinnon. Same rationale as before, which is double and triple points next yep. week and the week after. And um, I didn't love – of the teams that I think are going to be in the the final four or even final like six-ish range, I didn't love the running backs from the other ones. Like Mixon yeah. I think would be a good pick here again. But I know. I'm scared of the Bills matchup next week, you know. So, I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Give All me right. your first receiver. Wide receiver one, uh, pairing him up with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, yeah. So I also went with Stephon Diggs. Um, this is one where I know, um, and we'll get to it in our wide receiver too, but like I'm going to lose somebody at some point. You, and you're, unless you go with two teams and just hope that they make it, you're going to lose people. So I'm willing to take Diggs in the chance that I have exposure to the Bills now in case they do make it to the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, I didn't want to leave them out entirely. So kind of on that flip side for my wide receiver too, I'm going to lose him. One of these two, I went with Jamar Chase just because – He's going to be there for at least two games and he could put up some big numbers. You know, the thing is Jefferson's probably the best receiver in this playoff, but they might not make it past game one. And so it's not worth for yeah. me. So I went with Jamar. So I'm in another pool where you're like, they don't get multiple, multiple points um, week after week. And you can replace a few players after two weeks and you can replace a couple players after like right before the Super Bowl. And so I took Jefferson in that pool because I'm like, Maybe it's one game. Hopefully, it's two games out of him, knowing that I'm probably going to replace him. Yeah. He's such a stud. Um, I agree. Wouldn't be a bad – I mean, honestly, if they do make a splash, whoever has him is going to win this thing. So um, that's one of those, like, gambles. If you're in a big pool of people, 
then that would be a good move. Uh, I went with Jamar as well. Um, I'm, I want some exposure to the one of these guys will make it to the AFC Championship. I feel pretty certain. And so um, at that point, you're hoping again. You're kind of hedging. Like if the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl again, at least I've got, got Jamar that guy. Yeah. getting four X. You know. All right, here I think we're going to have the same tight end, but I went with the bye, and I went with Travis Kelsey. I'm sure you did too, just because he got old Mahomey. Yeah, I took Kelsey as well. Um, this was actually a real toss-up for me, though, because I think really? George Kittle would be a really good option here. And so those are, to me, the two best options. I think Kittle's Dawson Knox is an outside, Don't outside get me wrong. chance. I love me some George Kittle, but he's, ah, he's frustrating, especially as a fantasy owner when I had him two years ago. He could have 30-point games, and he also have three-point games. And that was the only kind of thing that frustrated me a little bit with him. So I, I just went with the, the sure thing at Kelsey. Brock Purdy loves him. He does. I'll tell you that. Yeah. it's it, To me, it's a it's the uncertainty of the NFC playoffs. And, yeah. like, what I mean by that is, like, if, if somehow the Giants beat the Vikings, the Giants go to Philly, the Niners get the Cowboys or the Bucks, like, as we've mentioned, those two teams are so unpredictable. Either one of them – could beat the Niners. I don't think they will, but they could beat the Niners. Um, and if they do, then you're screwed if you went with Kittle. Whereas, again, I think the Chiefs have got a basically a bye to the AFC Championship. And in doing that, um, you've locked up 3x points for Travis Kelsey, who is the best tight end of the game anyway. So, sure. I, think, I think that's the right move. It's the right move. It's the right move. That being said, who you got, kicker and defense? Going fishing with Tyler Bass. Tyler, Tyler Bass. Bass. My kicker. And I went Bills heavy, man. I went three Bills. You sure uh, did. And then uh, defense, I went with the Niners. I went with the Niners. Okay. Well, I went with Robbie Gould as my kicker for the Niners. Okay. And then I went with the Niners defense as well. Um, to me, I think the Niners are the cream of the NFC. And I think in my mind, I'm probably seeing the Niners and the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. Is, man, that's a, that's a freaking dogfight. Okay. Um, but if I'm if I'm thinking who is the one team in my mind most likely to make it to the Super Bowl right now, I think it's the Niners. Oh, okay, okay. Because because of the AFC being so crowded, you know, I think that yeah. I think the Chiefs are a lock for the championship, but then you got to play the Bills or the Bengals, and that that's a complete toss up. True. Yeah. So as, for me, as I think looking, the Niners can beat any team in the NFC. Yeah. As I was looking at my team, I was like, I only have two NFC team, or two NFC players, and one's my defense, and the other's Christian McCaffrey. Granted, they're both the same team, so I did that right. But <laughs> true, that's true. <laughs> I went very AFC heavy, which could bite me in the butt. Very interesting well, that no Eagles were chosen, as they are the number one seed. Could have been a Jalen Hurts, could have been an AJ Brown, uh, yeah, even like a Dallas Goddard, but nothing. They make me nervous, man. They do. They make me nervous. They they also barely beat the Giants last I'm week of the season with the Giants. I'm sorry to bring backups. up uh, uh, still wounds, but um, the tight. I mean, it's kind of like a, a number one seed of the Titans last year. It's kind of that that yeah, they're the one seed, and yeah, at times they look dominant, but not lately. And so it's just like yep. so yeah, uh, surprise yet not surprised. No Eagles were chosen. Yeah. That is interesting. Someone will take some Eagles, and that could be a great pick because they are the freaking number one seed, which they means you're guaranteed double points next week. And so, like, if they could just win one game, you're guaranteed double and triple points. I mean, that's it's a smart move, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We like to think we know better. Let's get speaking of knowing better. Let's get to some trivia. Some Seinfeld trivia. Do we have we have a little banner for this? Don't we? Trivia we time. Let's go. Trivia time. Okay, so um, as I mentioned, these are all um, episodes that either I have seen or I've heard you reference, or uh, there was one I didn't know at all, but I'm sure you'll probably know it. So we'll see how we go. It's actually kind of bad. Like there was a time where, and granted, this is when this is like before streaming that, you know, I would just watch Seinfeld just because it was always on. I'd watch it like every day, just one or two episodes, just because it was always on TNT or whatever it may be. Yep. But I probably haven't sat down to watch a full episode in, I don't know, five, six, seven years. Wow. It's just so ingrained in there, hopefully. Yeah, you watch them over and over again. Syndication, that was the that was the way back in the day. That was like, that was the way. Got syndicated. it was like, you could see it anytime you want. So is it like 6.30 okay. or 7 o'clock? It was beautiful. So here we go. I found this very interesting and did not know this, and maybe you just know it offhand. But what's the first and last thing... The group of friends discuss 
during the pilot episode and the finale episode. Talking about the buttons on your coat, on your suit. And this is like, what's the point of that? What's the point of that button? Like, what, what's it doing there? There you go. Boom. Nailed it. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they they bring it back at the end, I guess. Yeah. Because sitting in their jail cell, and they go, look at this. What's going on here? Oh, spoiler alert. They were in jail. Spoiler sorry. alert. Jail cell. Jeez. <laughs> this took a dark turn. Okay. One for one. All right. Um, who is Sid and what is his job? Do you remember Sid? Sid? He's only in one episode that I've seen so far. Um, I don't know if it comes back or not. Can you tell me at least what character he uh, interacted with? I'm assuming Kramer. Uh, mostly George, actually. He was with, he was talking in Jerry's apartment with George, and then George ended up attempting to do Sid's job as well. Oh, was Sid the, uh, the guy who parked cars? Sid was the guy who moved cars to alternate Across sides of the street, the street for street cleaning days. <laughs> yeah, and George tries to do it, and it's just chaos. It's total chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sid was the yeah the parking cars guy. I'll give you a half point for getting a, a pretty solid hint there. Okay. I got a two-parter for you, and I know you're going to love this one because you've referenced yeah. this one before. So what is the name of Jerry's favorite shirt? The <laughs> Golden Boy. I was about to say the puppy shirt. <laughs> the puppy shirt is a, it's a different reference. I don't um, want to be yes, a pirate. Golden Boy. Golden Boy. Golden Boy. And of course, um, when Golden Boy falls apart in the wash, how does Jerry replace him? Uh, does he go with Baby Blue? Baby Blue is the different shirt that replaces <laughs> Golden Boy. Go with Baby Blue. Golden Boy is the shirt that makes it through the wash every time, right? It's every always time. never lost. <laughs> okay. Uh, well done. How about I had my golden I had my golden boy wake forest ID all four years. You did. Oh, you also had the lost shirt days. <laughs> the lost shirt. There's baby, baby blue, blue right here. Baby blue. Oh. Okay. Um, what former child actor does Kramer try to force into reading his script? So I did see this one. Kramer was out in LA. I do remember him in LA. I do not. He's in like a coffee oh, shop. This is going to be a complete random guess. Was it Fred Savage? It was it was Fred Savage. <laughs> I don't know why. I literally just pulled that out of my butt, but I was like, why do I feel like I remember him talking to the Wonder Years guy? <laughs> yes, it was Wonder Years star Fred Savage. Wow. Okay. Whew. There you go. Number good. five. Last question. Yeah. Well done so far. During surgery, what candy is accidentally dropped into Elaine's boyfriend's open <laughs> abdomen? Open cavity. They're very refreshing. The junior mints. <laughs> I love the slow motion. Did you see that episode or no? no? I've not seen that one yet. For whatever reason, they're sitting in the gallery and like, you want a junior mint? And so they're like wrestling over the box and then one just pops up. They see it slow motion and it just goes, it's like, all right, time to close them up. Like, <laughs> yes, the junior mint. They're very refreshing. The junior mint. All right, well done, sir. We'll give you a 4.75 out of five. Ooh, seven five. I'll take it. I'll take the seven. Yeah, I'll give you three quarters there. All right, well done. Nice. Good question. Those are all in the essential package. All in the essential. Oh, good. Good. Okay. So, I've I've come up with uh out of spite for ESPN not doing the pigskin playoff pickem, which was actually like a prop bet game yeah, where was you like talk average. about it wasn't just like who's going to win the game, it was like right. It's like who's going to have more receiving yards. It was like Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, Jamar mm-hmm. Chase for the field and stuff like yeah. that. It was great. Yes. I loved it. And so I feel like I've done a really good job of recreating this. So I, like uh, I will just record our answers and we'll just keep track. How about that? That works for me. <clears throat> Question number one, over under, this is an over under for Brock Purdy passing touchdowns. Set the bar at one and a half. And some of these stats I pulled from DraftKings Sportsbook. Sure. So they're legit. Over under one and a half passing touchdowns for Brock Purdy this week. I'm going to go with the over. I think he's going to get around two max three, but I, I think he's going to get the over. I think you'll have exactly two. I'm also taking the over. Okay. I'll read the next one. So you do first. Okay. Uh, all right. Do Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert combine for four plus passing touchdowns? So that is four or more. I think this is what I meant by four plus because they're both at one and a half over unders. Um, <clears throat> this is a tough one because I mentioned those defenses are solid, Stout. but 
I do feel like both of these teams score most of their touchdowns through the air. I don't think there's a lot of rushing touchdowns for either of these teams. Um, so, first playoff game for both these guys, I'm going to go over. I say nay. I say yes. Yes, they get four plus. Yes. I say yes? no. I say nay. Okay. I think no is a, is a pretty solid guess too, honestly, but I'm going to have faith in my boy, T-Law. <laughs> okay. Who has – this is more similar to Pick and Playoff Pick'em. Who has the most passing yards on Saturday's games? Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy, Geno Smith. Hmm. For me, it's going to be between Herbert and Geno. <clears throat> and I just feel like Geno's going to be coming from behind. Herbert, I just feel like, is going to have a big performance in general. Um, I'm going to go with Herbert. Yeah, I think that's probably the right guess here. Um I don't think Gino against Sam Fran. I don't think so. So I'm going to go Herbert as well. Okay. All right, let's move on to Saturday's or Sunday's games. Does Stefan Diggs score a touchdown? Yay or nay? You're first. I'm first. Um, I'm going to go with yes. I think I think Josh Allen is going to get his weapons involved and set the tone for the playoffs. I'm going to go yes on Stefan. I will go yes as well. I think that is yeah. a, a solid bet, especially against a struggling Miami defense. <laughs> okay. There you go. Okay, this is an over-under for Tyreek Hill. Number of receptions, I'm putting it at five and a half over-under. So in his last six games, he has had two, four, four, nine, four, nine. I'm going to go under. I uh, just don't have much faith in Skylar Thompson. Uh, I feel like it could be like a Jalen Waddle game. Uh, so I'm going to go under. Yeah, he's had like six, seven-ish targets with Skylar Thompson's last couple of games. Um, they're not connecting on all of them. I think if they have any chance here, he's got to have more than that. But I'm kind of with you. Like, um, I don't know. Maybe there's like a playoff Tyreek. I don't know. I'm going to go under, but I about talked myself into over. <laughs> you were this close. <clears throat> All right, over under Justin Jefferson, 91.5 receiving yards. Yeah, this is a big question mark for me because, as I mentioned, he lit him up the first time they played. They've got to have a different plan for him. And the last two games the Vikings have played, teams have put the clamps on him a little bit. You know, He's definitely been under this mark. Um, so the question is, do the Giants have the personnel to do it? I'm going to go with under on this one. Oh, surprising. I'm actually going to go over. Yeah, I, think I think the Vikings they're... can win by – Hawkinson, who also had a monster game against the Giants. I think they can win with Hawkinson and KJ Osborne and use Jefferson as a chain mover and also taking away double coverage. See, I, I, I view it as, um, you know, as, has he been in the playoffs yet? Because they didn't make the playoffs last year. Did they make it the year before? Anyway, irregardless, like irregardless is not a word. Regardless, uh, <clears throat> I just think. You know, once the playoffs hit, it's but you see it in basketball, your rotation shortens. You know, you you go to your guys who got you there, and they're gonna they're gonna get this man the ball. So I'm gonna, I think he's gonna be over. Okay. Yeah, I think that's gonna be the, that could be the strategy initially. Um, I think it depends on how the Giants react. All right. Okay. So does my boy Jamar Chase score a touchdown? Next question. Uh, yes, he will score a touchdown. Uh, he's due, and. I think all the Bengals want to stick it to the to the Ravens. Did I say all the Bengals? Or I, in my head, it didn't sound like I said Bengals. Did I say Bengals? Say Bengals. Okay, good. Yeah, um, he scored against them last week, so I would say he's due so much that I would just say he's the man, and I'm going to go yes as well. <laughs> he's the man. He's a freaking stud, and um, <clears throat> he's been banged up a little bit throughout the year, kind of been in and out of the lineup. But when the playoffs hit, I think you're going to see Jamar just take over. Okay. All right. Who has the most receiving yards on Sunday? First of all, you did six choices. Lame. Uh, well, I did five. I did five in the field. Uh, the field is a choice. Okay. Uh, fine. So you go Tyreek. Uh, I, I couldn't think of his first name. Jalen Waddle, <laughs> Stephon Waddle, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, or said field. Yeah, there's just too many good guys. That's why I wanted to make sure I hit it all the. I hit all the best players out there. You know. 
Because otherwise, I'd be like, leave one of them or two of them off, and you'd be like, I'll take the field because you've left off Waddle and Diggs or something. You know? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Chase on this one. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> I, I know he's like Baltimore doesn't give up like 150 yard receivers necessarily. And so I, not that I totally expect that, but uh, other than Jefferson, if anyone's got the, the chance here, I think it's Jamar. Okay. Uh, I would have said Tyreek if Tua was playing, because I think right. he force feed him and I think he's as explosive as anybody. But I really think Jamar is as explosive as Tyreek at this point. Almost, you know, almost okay. I would say. I was uh, going between Diggs and Jefferson, and I'm just going to double down on on JJ just because, again, you got to feed your horse. He's the one who got you there, and you got to leave it all on the field. And let's say you didn't, if you lose this game and it was because you weren't getting Jefferson the ball, that's going to be the main headline. So they're going to get him the ball. That's fair, but it's also a first year coach. So it's not like he's like on the hot seat, you know? Oh, it's hot. It's real hot. It's super hot. All right, let's move on to Monday then. We're going to highlight some running backs here a little bit. Um, does Zeke score a touchdown? He always somehow scores a touchdown. He'll have like 40 yards, but a touchdown. So, sure. Jerk. He's the um, best odds on the anytime touchdown score, which is why I chose him <laughs> specifically. Um, I'm going to go no. I'm going to go no. Yeah. I'm going to go no. I agree he's the most likely, and if they get in close, he'll punch it in because he's he's a freaking touchdown maker. But um, the Bucks' run defense is legit, and I think this will be – I don't know. Call me crazy. I think it will be a lower-scoring game. You're crazy. Um, so You're crazy. I'm crazy. All right. Over, under, Tom Brady and Dak Prescott combined for 518.5 yards. Pass. Yeah, this is just taking their – yeah, they're two different uh, yardage props and throwing them together. I'm going to go with under on this one. I know that Brady has been thrown for 300 several games in a row here, or maybe not in a row, but like he's hit, he's hit over 300. He's been throwing more this year than any other year. I can remember like 50 attempts a game kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I think he can get to 300 probably, but I also think uh, both these defenses are good. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see I'm it. going over. Let it fly. Game. Let it fly. It's over. So Brady's at like 270 and a half or so, <clears throat> and Dak's around 240, uh, 248 or something like that. So, which I thought was kind of low for him. But then again, he hasn't been throwing up a, a ton of yardage either. They've been more efficient than they have been um, just airing it out. So we'll see. Air raid. Let it go. Okay. Another over under for you. And it's on receptions, but it's for running back. Will Leonard Fournette over under five and a half receptions in his last five games? Four. Nine four six six. Hmm. <laughs> Leonard, old uncle. I'm gonna go with the over here. I just think. Yeah. I just think it's gonna be a pass-heavy game for whatever reason, and he's a great uh, safety valve and a great catch of five six yards each time. And if they need him to move it, he'll do it. So I'm gonna go over. So, I mean, six or more receptions. Um, yeah, I think this is a tough over-under because I think right at five is about where I'd probably land on him. Um, if you get pressure on Brady, he's going to have to dump it off early, which is why Fournette has so many receptions anyway. Micah Parsons can get pressure on Brady. That's going to be a problem for this game. So I'm with you. I'm going to go over. That's Ooh. a high number, but um, he's he's done it, you know, three of the last five. So it's, it's doable for sure. Okay. All right, and then who has the most rushing yards on Moon Day? Zeke, Pollard, Fournette, Shad White, or the field? Yeah, this is tough. I'm. Uh, I would say if anyone has a shot to break one, it's Pollard. And so for that reason, I'm gonna go Pollard. But they could all be under fifty, honestly. So yeah, I we'll I I too had Tony Pollard. Uh, just for that reason alone, just he's the more explosive of those two, and. Tampa just has not been running the ball. They can't run the ball. Yeah. So they can't run the ball. Tony. Tony. Tony the right. Tiger. Well, feel free he to play along at home and score yourself. He was a Memphis Tiger. Tony said Tiger. That's true. We have a bunch yeah. different, though. That's good. Yeah. We had a lot different. I don't know how oh. I feel, though, because you were 700th in the world last year. <laughs> so you're probably going to smoke me. <laughs> 700th in the world, Kemper. Watch out. Uh, dang. Okay. 
So previewed all the games starting on Saturday with Seahawks, Niners and Chargers and Jags. Uh, I'm pumped. I mean, again, it was crazy. There are a lot of kind of coin flips on some of these matchups. Some will be a lot of people are expecting the Vikings to be upset. Chargers, Jags are up in the air. Even the Niners are a little on upset watch. But I mean, that's the beauty of the playoffs, I think, is just that anything can happen and, and just the stakes are that much raised. So I love playoff football. I'm pumped. It's here. Watch a lot of games. So. With all that being said, until next time, keep on folding. Fold it. Fold it.